0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host, John Malecki, runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, johnmalecki.com. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. (laughs) Welcome to episode 15. Today, we're going to be talking about engaging with your audience online. And we've got so many ways to connect now through, you know, comments, live sessions, email, all different ways. We're going to talk about our thoughts on what's been working for us and how you can do it most effectively. And today, we will have good audio. (laughs) John, what's up, my man? (laughs) Oh, not much, brother. Enjoying
1: a lovely fall day. Uh, Weather cooled off considerably here pretty early than Normal. So I'm rocking a hoodie and I am nice and comfortable and ready to drop some knowledge bombs on the good people of Made for Profit.
0: I love it. We're transitioning from the sweaty summertime podcast to the, you know, the cozy, <laughs> the cozy fall podcast now. <laughs> yes. Until the, uh,
1: fri- the frigid winter comes in here and you're going to see icicles on my face really? while you're down there in nice, yes. comfortable Tennessee.
0: That's right. That's right. Love me some Tennessee, man. Nice and mild. All right. Well, before we get started, we do want to thank uh, a new member to the Patreon site over there on the MFP tribe. But we had just like gangbusters last week. So I guess we're seeing the other side of that. Um, although we did have one fine new uh, tribe member. Ryan Ridgely. Welcome, Ryan. Uh, You get the spotlight all to yourself today. Uh, If you would like to get mentioned at the top of the show and more importantly, get all the great after show content that we do, as well as some products and and, uh, other value added content, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. Check that out. We have uh, several different tiers that you can check out. So go take a look. What you've been up to this week, John? Well uh
1: this week I'm coming on the back end of a beautiful sinus infection. Um got over that last <laughs> week. That kinda of punched me in the face. But uh pretty excited. Uh got all of that situated and this week I am heading to Festal Connect. So when you guys listen to this, it will be the Tuesday after I get back. So I'm pumped for that. Gonna go see some of my content buddies down there with, you know, Toolpig and Toolaholic and some other people. Um, Jeff Mack Designs, I'm pumped to get me him. So pretty stoked. And then I'm, uh, also, you know, in the standard rut of things with <laughs> wrapping up the mm-hmm. kitchen island, a massive river table, two coffee tables, and, uh, we got a little shop project going
0: on as well. Nice, hey man, love me some shop projects. That Festool Connect that'll be cool. I've, I've seen uh, you know some video and posts from folks that go into that over the past few years. So uh, yeah, it'll be cool to see what they're coming out with and uh, what new things are out there in the tech world for those guys. They always come up with some some awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're for sure innovators, and um, I'm super humbled to be invited. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's great, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, this week um, I have just been getting into the uh, cabinet build I was talking about, so a uh, shop project for me as well. Cleaning up the shop, getting some uh, long-term storage and more accessible storage versus uh, a painting tarp over a table. You know, I figured I might as well upgrade. <laughs> it was just like the pit of despair under there. So I am uh, I am going to remedy that situation. Uh, I should be done, and the video should be uh, have probably just released as this came out. Um, or just about to release. I still have not gotten my schedule down, which we were talking about. Uh, still trying to, to get my feet underneath me about exactly uh, when I'm going to be releasing things and all that. But uh, working through all that, and uh, it's going to be a good week, man. Although, editing this last podcast, I will tell you, it, it got me, man. I was like, it was painful. Very, very painful. So as bad as the audio was, uh, that was, that was edited pretty hard. So... If you could only have heard it when I when I listened to it uh last week uh you all have seen the sad brad sad brad for sure very sad, very sad brad
1: <laughs> I almost I like let him, let him set out this podcast and then he was like no john no one wants to hear you talk for an hour by yourself <laughs> So yeah yes. so so getting into it today um this I'm excited for this uh topic because this is this is Brad 101 I mean this is right near ball court, brother. And the importance in of, you know, engaging with your audience. You are the king of engagement. I mean, I, I have to give you credit there. Watching you over the past couple of years, the man knows more Instagram, more, knows more people across America by Instagram handles than probably <laughs> any other person <laughs> on the planet. I mean <laughs> I'll drop a name or something true. I saw yeah. and it's awesome and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's my buddy. Like we met down here. We got a beer once the dude is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy crap. My goodness, dude, you're you're an animal. But but no. And on a serious note, you know, the reason behind that is because it's important. You know, the uh, importance of con- communicating with your community and with your audience is is something that um, a lot of people take for granted. And we've been getting a lot of questions on the back end from a lot of our patrons, mostly on you know things that they can do to increase their um, engagement on social. And one of the major topics is, you know, is is engagement. So why don't you touch a little bit on why you think it's so important uh, to consistently be in communication with your audience?
0: Yeah, and and it is, I I really like that. I should have like a, you know, like a flashcard or something like it comes up. The thing that I struggle with, like I I know, I do know a lot of handles and I have so many awesome, uh, you know, engagers out there and followers and folks in my tribe over there on Instagram that I'm constantly interacting with. And I do a pretty good job of knowing their names, too, especially because we'll talk about Instagram Live later and, and how that's really cool, a different way to connect. But um, yeah, man, it, it it can be overwhelming. But uh, I think if you take it in bits and pieces, it can also be, uh, you know, it's, it's doable. So you don't have to just bail out and be like, oh, this is just too much. Because I hear a lot of people saying that it's like, I don't know how you keep up with it. Um, and I will tell you that that's how I started. Like you said, so that, that was kind of a decision I made early on was that when anybody, um, makes a comment and you know, it was back then it was probably, you know, I would respond with more of a lengthy comment. You know, if somebody was like said, Hey, thanks. I would respond with like, Oh yeah, no problem, man. Or, you know, like I would literally type something out every time. I, I don't quite do that anymore. But, um, the decision I made was that when people are, if people are going to go through the effort, to write something, even if it's, you know, just something small, like thanks, cool, whatever. I'm going to try to acknowledge that because um, you hit right on it, the importance of consistent content, the importance of consistent contact. Uh, and what I know is that when you're when you have an audience, first of all, you have to think about it. Um, so, you know, I've gotten north of 200,000 followers, a typical post on Instagram um, so let's just cut it down, right? So immediately, about only about 25% of my audience is gonna see that. Thank you, Zuckerberg, for your algorithm. Um, so immediately, you know, we're down to 50,000 people uh, and for just a, any kind of regular old post. And when you look at the comments, um, you know, depending on the post, like I'm in 30 to 50 maybe, and even that might be high on some of them, right? So when you look at, okay, out of 50,000 people that saw this, uh, 50 people are commenting, so you are now down to what is that? 0.1 percent. Uh, so when you look at that, it's like these are people who decided to take a step of engagement, and I think that um, you need to acknowledge and reward that because um, if you don't, then they stop doing it, and then you you know you've lost uh, you've lost that engagement, you've lost that person. So I think that uh, when you look at the numbers, the number of people who actually do engage is very small. So you've got to value that. Yeah, and you you
1: touched on something important there. It's <laughs> The overall scope of how many people can see your stuff isn't very large. So the ones that do want to interact are the ones that are going to be most important. And it's interesting because we were touching on it earlier. Like, do we want to stay in the digital space or do we want to talk about sales and product? But that relates right back to the, you know, uh, the the sales concept we were talking about of 122. You know, where you might a hundred percent of the, uh, the individuals you put stuff out there for, you might convert two of them, same type of thing. So those individuals who are commenting, they definitely deserve the attention because they're going out of their way. They're taking up their time to say something. And it's also, you know, a great way to create conversation. So one benefit, um, on the other side, besides just consistently, you know, trying to, um, interact with individuals is, the math and the algorithm that you touched on it itself does like engagement and it does like, <laughs> it does like seeing conversation. Um, so what's cool is when you engage people, it's this crazy thing happens is they, they respond. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. <laughs> and they engage back and, and you start a conversation. And, and we're big proponents of creating conversation on social. And that's definitely the, the top reason to is, is you can get people talking about what you're doing and stuff. They're going to be one more likely to talk. Um, to you and two more likely to talk about you. So whether you're selling or you're just putting out content, you know, those are the individuals who are going to be more likely to tag other people in your posts who are going to want other people to see your stuff, who are going to be having a drink down at the local Nashville pub and then be talking about (laughs) Brad Rodriguez's latest post on the most awesome pocket hole jig in history, you know, but most amazing. (laughs) the, the reasons for that are the same reasons that you talk to people in person. And I think a lot of people let that slide because it's very easy to, I know I'm definitely someone who does that, um, a lot. It's just, you get wrapped up in the day to day and the busyness of life and you really let the engagement fall on social. Um, I struggle with that a lot. And that's why I commend you for how, how much you are actually able to do on there is because I know me personally, it's hard to sit there and, you know, if you're getting right. 20 to 50 comments on a post to respond to each one individually and then to keep up with what they were saying
0: um, right. until, <laughs> yeah. until this latest update. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, too. exactly. And I think that, you know, what you're getting at, too, is a good point. Well, I'm sure at some point down the road we'll have um, I know we're going to have a conversation on networking, but it is, you know, engagement and networking are, are very closely tied And networking is typically, you know, thought of as as peers and people who can help you in the business world. Um, But it's kind of a similar thing. You know, you're networking with your audience in the sense that just what you said is that I think it's really important of them talking to you and about you, uh, because what you want is and it's not just like so, you know, I don't engage with people just so that they'll write back and then I'll be able to see more. You know, it's not from a self-serving perspective, but more also to know like, is this resonating with them, you know, constantly keeping tabs on, uh, is what is your audience looking for? What's trending? Uh, what do they have questions about? That's the biggest thing uh, that I think about engagement, um, and conversations is you can start to tease out those, those things that your audience is looking for and serve them. And that's what we constantly harp on is, uh, you got to solve problems for people as a content creator, as a, uh, as a business owner, you have to understand what's happening, what are the current concerns, you know, what are people struggling with, and how can you help them to, you know, some way solve that. And whether that's just with a conversation or an answer or a project or a, a piece of furniture, whatever that is, that those are the great ways um, that you can find those ways to serve your customers through those conversations. And it might start as a small comment and then all of a sudden it blows out to a direct message, right? So, you know, from that perspective, you you were mentioning, um, you know, getting lost. One of the, the new updates in Instagram is now inline responses like they've had in Facebook forever, right? It's like an inline response. So that was the worst, right? You go back and it's like, you're, uh. in, you're like, exactly. You're trying to keep up with the comments and it used to just append the, the most recent comment down at the bottom. And so every, you'd go in and like when you'd batch, so, you know, there are times and it has been a struggle for me, uh, going full time now because I don't have some of that downtime I had before. Um, like during, uh, cubicle time, AKA cubicle time, (laughs) conference calls, (laughs) uh, when my boss was saying something boring, um, just kidding, Ken. Uh, but so it's, <laughs> <laughs> I highly, highly doubt Ken listens to this podcast. But if he does, he is a wonderful guy. Uh, and anyway, so but yeah, but there are also some times. So everybody has you know certain times where they can spend on social media, right? At least yeah. a few a few minutes every day while they're yes. doing things. So
1: so what we'll that you, one <laughs> as it is. <laughs> So, I mean, once you start losing those times, you do have to become more efficient, which is, I think, what you're getting at there. And, and, and what that does, what, well, what, what you're saying is essentially, thank you, Instagram, for getting rid of the pin and now having inline, because what it does is lets us yes. actually engage with people. Um, cause I do the same thing. Um, now, now getting more into the strategic side of it, you know, we both use certain strategy. And one thing I've been using lately, um, in order to drive engagement is asking questions, you know, we're trying to provide value to our audiences. And that's mainly the point of both of our pages and both of our, our feeds is because we're here, you know, for the community and we want the community to grow together. So by asking questions, you're essentially just stimulating conversation. Uh, The inline posting is now awesome for that. And it's only been, uh, I mean, like what, two days, three days, Uh, four days. uh,
0: Well uh, yeah, it's been about a week for me uh but yeah that they they roll it as it's an android thing john you know if you Ah. go to the android side you could get it faster
1: yeah the darkest side
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that that is good but that's a good point though right so what you're hitting on there is um you actively so we kind of been talking about answering comments you actively um pull the audience or ask the audience questions and i know um that that is something that is successful in spurring the conversation. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways, right? You can just throw up your latest piece. Uh, hey, here's, I just finished up this new table. Really happy with it. And then people are going to comment about what they think about it. Or, you know, you can ask questions and, and asking questions is always a great way uh, because people love to give their opinions, right? And, uh, yep. you know, then you have to filter out. So what it is. Um, so looking at that and, and engaging that how do you feel about, you know, how do you handle the comments about the, right? So there, there's a few different types of commenters, it feels like, and engagers. It's like people who are genuinely, you know, there's there's the cheerleaders who are like, they put stuff out, there, like, oh man, that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, and it's basically just, you know, praise. Uh, then you've got the dissenters who are like, why did you do it that way? Or yes, the, the, you should, You should have. uh, You know what you should have done. You should. It's like, (laughs) okay, yeah. And then uh, and then there's kind of the people who have the genuine questions about, well, how did you do that or how did you do this? Or or um, have you ever tried X, Y, Z? You know, what's your stance on the uh, the you shoulds and and the kind of the negative, the negative Nellies, as my mom likes to call them? And I'm, I mean, I'm all about it. A lot of the questions you'll see on
1: my posts are
0: mostly open-ended
1: because I'm expecting it. Um, and that, and I'm, I'm also out here to learn, you know, I'm not, I'm not by any means the best builder on, on Instagram or or anywhere close to it. So I'm always trying to get new opinions and insights on how other people are doing stuff. So like, for instance, I recently posted some beam mantles that I mounted and, uh, with with, you know, some hidden fasteners. I've done a bunch of these at this point. Um, and get a lot of questions on how I do them. And it's always interesting to see the feedback once I post one of them. Cause it's exactly what you said. Like I have 80% of my followers or, you know, oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And this is my dream. I want a hundred of them. Can you build this <laughs> in my house? You know, I love that stuff. And I think it's fantastic. Um, things to be weary of when posting, if you're looking for engagement, is asking questions that stir those types of responses. Those are great responses, but they're not very conversational. So if you're looking for more conversational, take your content and manipulate the phrasing to become more conversational. So for instance, if I was, I posted those and asked for an open ended question, like, what do you guys think? And that's where I got all the eight, like I said, the 80% of responses who liked it. Well, I got a couple of responders who were asking how I fastened it. And that's more of the conversational side of things. Um, where I'm able to engage with them and you let them know, you know, my technique on how I do that and why I do it. And then that'll get four, five, six comments in a line where you can kind of build a rapport with somebody. And those are the people who are more in like, more likely, like Brad said, to either. You know, jump over to subscribe on YouTube or shoot you a DM or sign up on Patreon. And those are the reasons that a lot of people are trying to stimulate engagement is to build, you know, a bigger following and provide more value. Like we're providing more value here on made for profit. We provide more value on YouTube. You know, we're, we're maximally providing value on Instagram, but there's more out there from us. And those are the type of people that once you get stimulated um, are more likely to go search around. Uh, and then lastly, you're going to have the cr- critics, like you said, who think everything you do is crap. Um, now, granted, <laughs> I love arguing, like literally I I get off on it. I absolutely love it. But I avoid it at all costs on social just because it's never going to have any benefit. Um, you know, that individual is has their is entitled to their opinion and they may be right. They may be wrong, but whatever it is, you know, if it's negative, I always just let it slide. There's been a few times where I would like to put some people on blast because I think that they're just being ignorant for the sake of being ignorant. Um, But I always try to take the high road in that sense. Um, If you're going to blast my stuff, (laughs) go ahead. Um, I highly doubt anybody who blasts my stuff is going to tell me in person. Um, so I, I don't really worry about that. Um, but if you do have an issue with how I'm building something and you would like to come tell me in person, uh, shoot me a DM. Yeah, I'll s- send you my address. Uh, you yeah, I, was, I was going to hit
0: that. I was like, there's been several times on the phone. John's like, I'm just going to send this guy my address. Like, Come tell this to my face. Let's that's, do this. That's the millennial in me going back to playing Call of Duty and Halo online when I was a
1: kid. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're so terrible. It's like, oh, I'll see you uh, in the streets, bro.
0: We'll see you this in the Call streets. of Duty
1: game is so important in my life, but I'm going to pwn no. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, uh, so the naysayers, I, I try to take what they're saying um, with a grain of salt and always assume positive intent. Like we yep. said before in earlier episodes, some people are going to have um seem to be a negative inflection but it could just be that they're not good texters or they're not able to portray emotion very well on on digital so i try right. to you know just not jump into that stuff and i always hit them with a heart and thank them or whatever it might be or or on on youtube but youtube gets a lot more of that um i feel but on youtube i'll definitely just thank them for their view and
0: uh and let it go yeah yeah i do kind of this uh, like youtube aka the troll farm um Trends. Troll it's actually yeah I've been I've been a little disappointed I haven't had a whole lot of trolls lately but uh, you posted once in three months Get back maybe, that's maybe that's trolls why maybe that's <laughs> why trolls only come out when you're consistently posting
1: you'll see yes
0: <laughs> yes uh, you're one to talk my man what was the uh, last video
1: Was uh, my, we're, we're not bad not even, we're, I don't even we're know not, if I've done
0: a woodworking video in the past two months it's, it was I know. This is, this is bad but yeah over on over on YouTube like I'm just like yeah delete you know it's like all right I, I i delete and then sometimes i've gotten into the i've gotten into the uh, back and forth where it kind of starts a little more innocent and i'll you know somebody ask a question or kind of say oh this is it and it's like okay well no i feel really strongly that this is the correct method to do that or that this is not you know going to fall apart like you said or whatever it is and i'll respond you know trying to educate them and like i said like that never ever changes anybody's opinion like i've never once like wrote back this nice witty comment or or objective or informational comment and had them go oh thank you for enlightening me (laughs) it it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way so what i've what i've typically done now is uh yeah i'll either just delete or ignore if it's if it's something like i won't delete it if it's um I'll, I'll delete it if it's negative, right? Or if it's caustic or whatever, that it's it's just a, a nasty comment. I'm definitely deleting it immediately and I just don't even give a second thought to it. Uh, but if it's something where they're like, oh, that's that's horrible. Or actually, I had one recently that was, I was using a product and they were like, oh, you, should, you shouldn't use that. That product is crap. And it was actually a sponsored post. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, so that kind of puts you in an interesting situation of like, I want to be authentic to the audience. And so I'm not yeah. just gonna delete comments about people saying that they don't like this product because that's somebody's experience. Uh so for that one specifically, I responded and I just said, uh, you know, that's not my that was not my experience at all. My experience was this. And so uh, you know, that's that's an interesting one. As you become a content creator and as you start um you know, representing brands and people who have had bad experience with the brand that you're representing, you're going to get those comments. And that is a form of engagement. And how you deal with that, I think is important um, as far as authenticity, as well as, uh, you know, you you can't ignore, like if there is a a legit issue with a product, you need to face it head on. Uh, Because if you don't, then, you know, people aren't, people are going to see, oh, like, well, he's just trying to make everything be all, you know, unicorns and rainbows, and he's not talking about the the actual issues with this product that I've had, and so I don't really trust what he's saying, right? So you've got to, I think you've got to hit that stuff head on and address it with your experience. And if you have seen that issue, then be able to speak to it um, or how you got around it or whatever. Or if you haven't, then just also say, hey, you know, that's not the experience I had. You know, sorry that you had that experience, but. Here's here was what I did. And here's what I came up with. So, yeah, yeah. That's, it's kind of interesting to once you once you start getting sponsored content, the whole inflection has to change a bit because, um, you know, you've got to be authentic and you've got to you've got to be good by your audience and good by the brand and, you, and you've got to be able to, um, you know, speak the truth.
1: No doubt. And, and um, side note, Tim Ferriss has an interesting response to haters. Um, and, and I read it in Tools of Titans, but I actually found the blog article on Mashable for you guys. So I will have a link in the show notes on madeforprofit.com if you guys are interested in that. But essentially, he said the same thing. You know, it's ninety. If, if, if what you're saying is truly effective, it's something like 95% of people are going to hate it, <laughs> which is fine. Or they're going to be negative about it. But there's no need to try to manipulate their thought. All you're doing is expressing yours and being authentic about it. Um, so yeah, he's got some interesting uh, thoughts on that. Um, but I'm I'm right with you, man. If you're if you're bashing a brand that I believe in and I stand behind, I'll go to toe to toe with you most of the time. Um, if I believe in that brand and I believe you're incorrect, but I'm not going to go out of my way to you know put you down or be negative in my response. Always try to flip a negative response with a positive one. Um, just because you know, as they said in the, in the wonderfully <laughs> deep movie inception, positive always trumps negative. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, and who doesn't pull their life quotes from Leonardo DiCaprio and fictitious Dude, Leo worlds, right? Leo so, is the man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, negative commenters are always, they're always going to exist. Um, and that's something that, you know, each and every one of us that decides to put ourselves out there doing content is going to have to deal with. Um, but you know, that's going more into like the, the strategy and the do's and don'ts is I would definitely recommend, you know, not responding negatively to negative commenting. Always, always try, try to be positive or, you know, just delete it. If it's something that's truly bothering you or you think's bothering your audience or taking away from the content. Um, some really good, good, good points there. I mean, what's tough though, is you can't delete comments on Instagram. I mean, you can, but I guess now with the new feed, it would it would be fine. I mean, I've had times where you know, I remember I po- I posted my uh, my gun box video, and man, was that Oh important. yeah. And I knew that was coming. I mean, that's a hot topic, and and but I was b- and by no means trying to project my thoughts or feelings towards gun ownership on anyone. It was more, you know, other people doing that to themselves on my comments. And I said something to you, and you're like, I would delete it. Well, I ended up leaving it there, and the post ended up having a ton of, a ton of yeah. views on it. Um, and it got buried. Um, the problem was if I would have deleted the initial comment, there was a four or five responses and then they would have need deleted it and they got sub responses and everything wasn't in
0: line. So I would right. be surfing through there to try to get rid of oh, yeah. it. I just, I just cleanse them, dude. I, cl- <laughs> I cleanse I them so, and I've actually uh, gone back before and done and I'll respond to those people and I say, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm deleting your comments. Like I, I want to, you know, I want to keep this a positive Environment and then like so, I drop that in and then just delete them all so
1: my, so my thoughts on that You know, it's it's not essentially trying to create a positive environment. It is that I'm I essentially look at it as I have opinions that vary from other people I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some blanket cookie cutter very agreeable person, but I don't project those thoughts on other people What was awesome to see was my audience actually? feeling the same. So, you know, and that's another way to go about it is if you're building a true tribe and a great audience, the people behind you will defend you when it comes to the naysayers and the haters. Um, and if you're not, I mean, so, but don't bank on it and just be like, where's my tribe? Crush this person. Um, (laughs) even though, even though I have done that before, um, because that was, there was, there was an instance where an individual said some things that were derogatory towards a lot of people who didn't deserve. <laughs> who, yeah. So anyway, um, the response doesn't always have to be something immediate. You know, you, you can think through it. A lot of people think you have to react, you know, in that moment. Um, if you do, you do delete. Fine, no problem. But if you want to let it simmer, you know, uh, if you're building the correct audience, they will have your back most of the time I've noticed and, you know, jump in and defend you. I found that on Instagram and YouTube definitely are, are some. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of having awesome followers like you guys.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a great way to have the tribe. So we've kind of been talking about, you know, posting and Instagram mainly in, in comments Um One of the other ways we want to also talk about is, so what are the other ways of engagement? So I think that's the most straightforward. When you look at YouTube comments or or Facebook comments, um, YouTube definitely to me seems very one-off. There's not really conversations going on there uh, as much. It's more of just like, hey, cool project. Um, Facebook, you can get some interesting conversations going on the pages, but The one thing that I think really changes the game or that has changed the game um, and, you know, it's been out for a while in different forms is live video. And so live streaming and and you can obviously live stream across many different platforms. You can do YouTube live streaming, Facebook live and Instagram live um, now in the way back in the day. man, I had a strong Periscope following and it wasn't big. But man, my Periscope, folks, that was the inception of the Sunday night Fix this, build that Instagram live show. It yeah, used to be were, the Sunday night, yeah, Periscope to live show. Oh, oh I dude, there
1: once or twice before we were actually friends, and I felt so important. I was one of like what twelve? Yes, <laughs> <was>, yeah, probably, <laughs> I, we had to sign like fifty. Man, it was. No, like you, a, you got you got those numbers up there, and that was a tough platform to win on. I mean, it, it, Periscope it was
0: still exists. It's, but, still, yeah, it's, that was it's tough. still out there. Twitter, sorry about your luck. chilling over there with Snapchat, like, Zuckerberg, you are just destroying the world. Uh, But the live, I think the cool thing about live is that it adds a whole new element. And like you mentioned in the comments and, you know, contextuality, contextuality of of a comment of people misunderstanding how something is typed, Uh, when you are getting there and you're you're speaking to the audience and you're using the inflection and you could kind of use the sarcasm and you know, you can you have hand gestures and face gestures to go along with it so that there are things that you could say that if you typed would be like, would totally miss the mark or give somebody <laughs> the different impression. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like looking at it and be like, this is beautiful. Or <laughs> like if you type that, like, you know, sitting there looking at something I just jacked up uh, on my bench. Oh, yeah. yeah be like, uh, okay. So the live, I, I think it just adds that whole, it adds the personality the and the, just the, the whole, um, you know, personable nature of they can see you. I mean, the, you know, the bad part is, is you're just speaking to your camera. So you're still reading the texts as they come in. Um, and you haven't done a whole ton of those. Is that how have you, I know it's probably just more of a timing thing, but um, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on the live and, and, do you engage with your audience much that way?
1: So, what's interesting is I like to use the story a lot more than you do. I notice you've been trying to more recently, um, but but live for me is is um, it's it's not that it's difficult. It's just something that I feel like is there's a gap between me and my audience when it comes to live. Like what I do is produce things that are that are you know beautiful and educational, and I'm trying to provide educational value to my audience or inspirational value. So when it comes to live, you know, I would love to do more of it, but the conversations have they turn a lot to like things that I never expect or that aren't trying to go in the direction that I that I've seen them. And that's not essentially a bad thing, it's just more of a curveball that I'm not prepared for. So, you know, I I'll get on live and end up talking about playing for the Steelers for 25 minutes which is fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can see why my audience may not be into that because a lot of them are woodworkers or furniture makers and probably not Steeler fans. Uh, even though as cool as that story is, I, I I try to not throw that at my audience face in the forefront. I try to let that come up subtly through, you know, whatever piece of media I'm doing for somebody else's content. Um, but live for me has been a lot of it's time. Um, secondly, quality for me. Uh, you know, I don't have the best internet connection to stream live from my shop. Um, you know, and that's something for me that I, gets really choppy and hard to do. Uh, plus, right. I i hate staring at my cell phone screen and reading those questions and trying to respond because I'm having to, like, bow in and out to read it and whatnot. So if I had an <laughs> iPad, it might work a little better. Um, but... the. I know that it's important. I know that all of the platforms that have live are really pushing it. One huge thing from YouTube next up, uh, hint, hint guys, if you, if you want to be, you know, growing on YouTube, they really want to see more people using their live feature. Yes. Um, and, and it's just something I haven't done yet. Like I said, because of the streaming, I don't have this setup up for YouTube yeah. live, but, uh, Instagram live. I like the way you do it as setting it up per weekly for show. A lot of people I see doing it is like Gary Vee, for instance, will have Instagram live going while he's recording his show. Um, you know, which is awesome because he has guests on and there's a lot going on in the room and you could still look at it and, you know, enjoy what's going on for me to Instagram live while I work, you know, you're just going to watch a dude walk around his shop and scratch his belly. So <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't really know if that's something for me um, to do a show it's hard with the disconnect because I would love to do it in the evening, but my shop is 25 minutes from my house and I do right. try to um, sleep at some point and eat too.
0: And then, so, yeah. And then you're in the house versus being able to show the products and stuff. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so there's a few reasons I haven't got into it quite yet. Um, I'd love to be there. If you guys want to see me there more, uh, let us know. Uh, I'll definitely get some more scheduled live content on the docket. Um, Instagram is rolling out something pretty awesome, though, in the next – I think it's two months um, for Instagram Live, which will be shared live. Oh, yeah. Content. Yes. So Brad, Brad and I – I'll be able to steal all of Brad's followers on his <laughs> Sunday night show. But no, no we're definitely going to bring you guys in probably um, – in the, in the, in the future, some made for profit Instagram lives,
0: Instagram Um, lives. And so, so the shared having two like, how are they're going to do it? Right. So maybe it's you on the top and me on the bottom and like a split screen. And so that we're both being able to speak. I think that could be really cool. Um, going back to hit on your YouTube thing. Um, I just saw, I can't remember, it was on, uh, it doesn't matter where it was at, but basically I saw that the YouTube live streams, somebody had typed in whatever it was, and I think it was kind of like a current event or something like that, but into the search bar, and three out of the top 10 were live streams. So they're actually, you know, to your point, they're giving credence and they're giving juice to the live stream. So yeah. from a, a, from a search perspective. So yeah, if, if you do YouTube, um, you might want to check that out. I definitely would love to check that out. I think the, I think the struggle, and you, you hit some great points there, John, the struggle with live. And I think a lot of people do this. Is like, well, why would I live? Um, you know, what do I have to tell people or what do I have to show people? Uh, I think the other hard part is going back to the earlier conversation of the show about the trickle down. So for my live, uh, so I do a Sunday night live every Sunday, 9 PM central standard. And I've been doing that for yeah, a long time. I mean, I've, I've been doing it for over two years now. Um, and I had, so, you know, over 80 shows on Periscope and I don't even know what I'm at now. So, but over two, sh- uh, over two years and I've been really, really consistent in you know, the past year and a half for sure. Uh, and so the problem is, is that, um, even at my audience size, again, I, when I get, so at the end of your Instagram live, it tells you how many people are on there. I get between, I'd say I probably average around 1700 people. And that is, that's the life. So that's the life of it, of people who drop in and then leave at any one moment in time. Uh, I probably have around a hundred. So it, it's around. So, so when you think about that, like it's a very it can also be a very transient audience. When people come in, people will bounce in and they'll stay for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Or they'll be like, oh, who is this dude? And just <laughs> hop right out. Uh, but I do have other people that stay on the whole time. Uh, but the, the point being there, that in any one moment, I've only got 100, and let's say a max, I'll probably go up to 150. If I get something really exciting going on, maybe 200 if it's um, you know, the a, a good time inflection or I've told people that it's coming on. If you have, you know, let's say you've even got 10,000 followers on Instagram, which that's a lot, right? I mean, that's, that's a great number getting into, uh, five digits there on Instagram that if you go live, uh, you know, if you only have 10 people that show up, like you're probably going to be like, Oh man, like why am I doing this for 10 people? Yeah, And, and this stinks. So, so from that, um, you know, reach of live, I think that is a difficult thing. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's always easier to do it when you've got a larger reach and you can get more people on. But that being said, I have also seen, I've joined on some folks live who maybe only had 5,000 people, and there's like 30 or 40 people on there. So if you've got a strong tribe, that might be a great way to connect, uh, because it's not the size of your audience, it's the engagement of your audience too, right? Yes, yeah, And, and what's great
1: about live, and why I think live is going to be where things continue to trend is solely based on the fact that you can answer questions and create conversation immediately, Um, and not have that delay between then. Um, so, you know, we know Facebook pushes live really hard as well. Um, that is, you know, if I think Facebook's giving what twice the cert, twice the viewership to your audience, uh, for live videos than it is to a standard embedded post. I think it's like two to 1.7
0: to one for an uploaded post. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I I believe it. I've seen the numbers are definitely higher.
1: So you, I mean, live has legs, and live is great. I mean, we all still love. I love live television. I mean, I watch football as much as
0: I can whenever it's on, yes. uh, and basically nothing. Janet else. Janet Jackson made everybody, every boy in America <laughs> like live television. Yeah, that's why I like football. So uh,
1: <laughs> um, the 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 interesting part about it is is exactly what you said though. It's how to get. Your audience to consume you in another sense you know on another platform i think instagram's still a little bit behind with doing live correctly just because that the the way they punish you not punish you the way the algorithm benefits content creators on a post basis is even harder to get viewership on live um I yeah. think they make it a little more difficult like I don't know I wish you could tell how many people like for you, your icon comes up for live for a day after you post it because it saves automatically, right? Right. Well, if I don't have an hour, I don't want to go watch your live, I wanna see what else you're up to. Um so I like click through it. Now does that number go to your conversion rate? Like, you know, how how does that work? Um right. And, and Right, yeah, and you just, can't even see
0: that on the back end
1: really. Yeah. And there's a lot more that goes into it. So once they start, essentially what's going to happen is they're going to put it out there for business. They're going to be able to pay to get viewership. This is how marketers ruin everything. Um, but you're going to pay to get viewership, know how many people are going to see it and get in front of new people. Um, and then that's when it's really going to become that like next level tool for a lot of us is when, you know, your search and I know there's, there's live in search already. Um, but that's where we're going to really be able to engage audiences and people and they're going to be able to be at the top of um, how new people are trying to find you. Right now, if you put woodworking, you know, no one's coming up for live or if they are, you don't, you don't even know what it is um, kind of thing. So right. it's, uh, that's where I think it's kind of failing and missing is that it's not really integrated into the whole platform per se, pl- platform per se quite yet. Um, I also don't like that you can't save it and repost with comments. Uh, i think that once that's available that's going to be awesome because then you can actually see the conversation going back and forth yeah Um,
0: yeah and that's
1: and facebook has that
0: exactly and exactly you can just post that and that saves it you know forever and you can get comments forever also that's the cool thing too about facebook is that um so if you've ever used facebook live uh people can go back and comment and people can comment also on Instagram. So it's funny, when you post an Instagram story, and I've started doing this, so just a, a few tips here, if you're doing an Instagram Live, if you're going to do an Instagram Live, so I guess we'll, we'll get into that, because I've done so many of them. Um, I'll share a few things that I think have have made it successful for me. Um, and, you know, setup is a huge one. John, you hit it, right? You need a good internet connection. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend using uh, something to hold your phone, whether that's a tripod, or you just putting it up against something, duct taping it to the side of your refrigerator, like whatever, make uh-huh. it stable because, you know story on that later,
1: <laughs> because
0: uh, if, because the quality, because it is streaming, the quality is much lower and you'll get, you know, that pixelation a lot faster um, yeah. if Spagnola's, it's moving around or Mark, bouncing. Mark's a listener and a patron. His, his, his live
1: is fantastic and he's
0: got a great well, setup over there. Yes, he exactly. So he's like, Professional, and I know th- I forget the name. I know a lot of people. I think it's Wirecast. Mm-hmm. So there's a software called Wirecast. He actually runs off of his camera, and I know some other people do that. You know, like Gary V and Pat Flynn and and those folks, um, that they will run off of you know like an actual 4K camera, run it through their computer through this software and then you can actually do overlays and things so you could put in like if you've ever seen um i know actually rigid does this uh that you can they can put an overlay and it has like the, it'll say like live like if you're watching television and something's live like a live broadcast it'll say the you know live up in the top right corner where well, you can like make that overlay using software and doing that so you can really get there and um and i believe mark um, simulcasts to youtube as well as facebook live so there are yeah. also ways that you can do that um that's what i'm really looking forward to, I want to be able to connect Instagram and YouTube because I want to get into YouTube live streaming. Um, I've just not dipped my feet there yet. uh, And I don't want to try to, you know, I don't want to double my efforts. I want to, you know, as we always do here, we want to make the best of our time and effort. Um, So anyway, getting back to the The setup, make sure you've got a tripod or something, you know, decent lighting. The nice thing is is you can see it right there. So whatever you're seeing on your camera is what they're seeing. So you should be able to to quickly, um, you know, adjust. Um, I would highly recommend getting reverse image signs and T-shirts. Yes. Uh, John, have you seen the reverse image T-shirt? I did. I giggled what, uh, quite hard because I've never was, seen yeah. a grown man get so excited <laughs> by a t shirt you can
1: only wear for an hour
0: every week. <laughs> oh, I can wear it. No, somebody was saying, like, you should wear that out and just mess with people. I'll be like, and I was just going to, like, show up, like, in their rearview mirror, like, walk behind their car. They'll, like, look yeah. and be like, wait a
1: minute. I'm a, what is going I'm an on? Amb- I'm an ambulance. <laughs> I'm Brad, the, am- the ambulance,
0: Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but that is, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh, funny. So, to let you in on the secret, if you've never seen one of my lives, uh, so when you are looking, obviously you're shooting with your front-facing camera on your cell phone, uh, so it does everything in mirror image. I mean, that was the one super cool thing about Periscope. Periscope flipped it for you. So mm. I don't know why, like you know, they had that solved how many ever years ago, three years ago. Uh, and Instagram still does not flip it. So, uh, everything will show up a mirror image. So if you're trying, if you're writing something down and you want to show people, uh, -uh, that's not going to work. Uh, so don't try to do that. You can't, you know, do like a, a whiteboard demonstration if you're writing. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, I would make sure that you have the good lighting, the enough where you can at least see it. And then, um, you know, the other thing would be just to shut down everything else on your phone. So shut down your notifications, uh, turn off your sound. um, And you could even go airplane mode and go Wi-Fi because I've had texts come in. I've had phone calls come in. I've had different apps pop up and and do things. So, um, you know, you can do that to set yourself up for success. And then and then basically, um, you know, just make sure you're in an uh, environment where there's not a lot of background noise because that'll be hard for them. Uh, to hear you and be close to your phone, obviously. So, and I do know people that run microphones you can actually use, I believe you can use your headphone, you know, your iPhone microphone or, or any type of microphone that you would plug in to take a phone call, um, to broadcast. And if you wanted even better audio quality, I do not do that. Um, but you could do that as well.
1: Yeah, that's, that's another thing I struggle with too, is I just don't have the setup from the tripod standpoint. Last IG live I did, I literally duct taped. My phone to <laughs> my tripod and had it chilling there. I couldn't read the screen at this point, so
0: yes, I yes, also, so you're like tapping on the duct tape. Like wait a minute, yep. what is this?
1: Ironically, I used to duct tape my phone between my locker when I was when I was in the NFL to the guy next to me, <laughs> so we could listen to more uh, country and rock music than what was going on in the locker room. So you know, just tape your <laughs> phone anywhere these days, and it <laughs> works just as well. As I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the motto. <laughs> but that's yeah, not, yeah. No, that's good stuff. I mean, it's it's the same thing as YouTube. It's the same thing as Instagram. If you want to be good at it, you need to take the time and effort to getting a proper setup. You know, we we preach posting with your DSLR high resolution photos. You go and look at heavy hitters on Instagram, they're all doing that. You know, a, there's a reason behind it. Same thing on YouTube. Yes, you can start with an iPhone and iMovie and and produce content, but all the really really good quality channels are using really really good quality setups. Uh, so the same thing goes to live there. I think that is uh, something that I take for granted. I definitely need to step my game up with. Um, I'm, I'd be curious to see what kind of live footage people would want me to put out there because obviously I think I'm an idiot and I don't need to be standing in front of the camera talking anymore. But I guess there's a I guess there's a benefit to it at some point. And um, and. I definitely we should get a game plan together. You know, what, let's put 17 hours into it. We'll come up with a game plan. What I'm going to do on IG live.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. It's interesting you hit that because um, I think there's a few ways like you could be very intentional about it and you could set up like I'm going to do demonstrations. All yeah, those those it. don't necessarily work great on Instagram. I think they would work great on Instagram live replay. But the problem with that of the actual live is, is like we mentioned earlier, is people jumping in 10 minutes into it. You're halfway through you know yeah. that weld or whatever and they're like what's going on and i get i even get that a lot because mine so if you've never been on my show again um, you know mine is basically i'll do a quick overview of what i've been working on for the week and then it's basically just me hanging out so mine is very free form if you come in lights. in the middle lots of lights if you come in in the middle then you know no problem uh but i think that's a good thing john though is, is how does that translate though so is the live you know for me I think live is better suited to conversational Q&A and just, uh, you know, quick updates and more just connecting with your audience. Now we're talking about the engagement. It's about letting them get to know you, your quirks, your personality, uh, what kind of beverages you like to drink, you know, that kind of stuff versus being educational at that point.
1: Yeah. And I think that's... um what I what I think is awesome is I see someone like yourself. And then, like I said, Spags is out there putting every Friday, you know, he's going to be on live like that's his thing. Um, and I think that's also why he does well with it. Um, and that's a lot more conversational. He might jump into a question, but I think he does a lot of questions from the week and the week before, not per se, the questions of what's coming in at the moment. That way. Yeah. If there's his more to it. So, I mean that. So that's an interesting way to think about it. If you're going to use live to engage your audience, do you want to answer immediately? Because the couple times I've been on there, you know, the questions became a little bit redundant because of turnover. One and and two, um, because you know I answered something and then and then someone wanted to me to re-answer it. They just didn't know I already right. did. Um, so that's always interesting. Um, instead of having a set stable of questions, you know, perhaps maybe do some, some research, ask your audience what they would like to see. Um, that's something I should probably do is, is, is put a flyer out there or uh, an email to my email list and see what kind of Instagram live questions I should be jumping into and answering. Cause I can't really just like slam beers in my shop on a afternoon live <laughs> session, go back to work, even though I love to. Um, but yeah, I think live lives awesome and definitely, definitely some good takeaways there. Anytime you could stimulate conversation, regardless of what it is, create engagement with individuals is going to be um, beneficial to your, your your content strategy. I mean, going from Instagram, YouTube, Facebook—we'll talk about those three mostly because of their ability to comment and, and engage with. But just think about stimulating that conversation while doing stuff. I mean, we're the the point of this episode is to just get your mind. get your process of thought to go more towards engaging the community instead of just putting content out there for them. Um, Once you can get that conversation started, that's where you're really going to start to see the benefits of more long-term relationships with your following or your followers and your, or your tribe, whatever you want to call them. Um, And I think all of these things bode to that.
0: Yeah. I think the, uh, the other part that we, we touched on a little bit is don't uh, forget about the direct message too, right? So especially on on Instagram. I don't know, Facebook messenger. Um, they have different things that they can put on there. Um, and I despise Facebook messenger by the way, but um, so i I use a lot of the Instagram DM, but that is also a great way to follow up. So if you don't want to necessarily, um, play out a conversation for whatever reason, you can go to the DM and, and carry it on there, or you'll have people that will follow up for you. So I have after all my lives, um, you know, almost every single time I've got somebody following up. Hey, you were talking about something. Can you tell me a little bit more about whatever? Uh, and, and to me on the direct messages, um, again, I interact on almost every single one, unless it's like spammy or something like that. Uh, but I think it's a great way, the DM, when people are engaging with you, uh, I would highly suggest to, you know, just try to get back with them as quickly as possible, uh, and and keep that conversation going, because those are people who, they, like you said, John, they, that the whole purpose of, of engagement and, and our main message is when people are expressing interest in your brand and your content, in you, in your product, you need to feed it. Right. You need to feed the engagement because that is what helps grow your business. Uh, that is what pulls that person in tighter to the brand, tighter to yourself. And then just, you know, on a personal level, you get to know them, right. Then they, they get to know you, you get to know them, uh, from a business perspective, it's, you know, it is good for your business from a personal and just from that, you know, kind of altruistic of, of helping people being able to answer somebody's question is always awesome. You know, it's like, Hey, I, I, I did the floating shelves. Hey, what kind of hardware did you use? And what's nice is that, so like you said, John, are those, those kind of repetitive questions. So here's another little hack. If you're getting a lot of those repetitive questions, uh, let's say you, you turn pins and people are always asking you what you finish your pins with. Write a blog post about your entire process. And every time somebody asks you about that, say, oh, absolutely, go to fix slash." pins. Um, so that used to be cutting boards. When I used to do more cutting boards, I would get cutting board questions all the time. And I finally was just like, this is enough. I did a blog post and I did a short link to it. And so whenever anybody asks me anything about cutting boards, I will say, head on over to fixthisbuild.com this forward slash cutting board, all the information you need, all the products I use, all the steps I use, plus it links out to an ingrain board plus mm-hmm. now to the curve board, you know? So it's like, you can make these hubs and you can drive them back into your content, which they might not have known about.
1: Yeah. And that's a good way to, you know, one supplement your portfolio and to provide a lot more information, um, and not have to repeat yourself a ton, (laughs) (laughs) which, which, which can become redundant. So, um, last thing, there's some interesting ways people are going about, in creating engagement on on social right now, we'll, we'll stick with Instagram right here. Have you been seeing this? There's the uh, the comparison photographs and the um, the people who are you know they'll, they'll post essentially two pictures. I get it from a lot of the like housing developers. Oh yeah, yeah, seen yeah. Top. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it'll say what um like, like or, like, or comment. comment like or comment yeah, like for top vote comment for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen I mean, those. I've also seen the ones where they'll say you know or they'll just say comment down below what you would do the ones that really get me that i'm just like it kind of boils my blood just just a little is that will be like uh in the comment like spell out this word in individual letters in the comments to like you know enter have you seen that it's like they will like they'll tell you to spell like a five letter word individually in a comment so it'll be like you know Football. Spell it all out. F o o t. Like and, and and that like that is just a complete and utter hack to try to gain comments. Uh, and I I don't like it that way. Um, you know, from the I, I don't necessarily like because it's gaming the system uh, in a sense. You know, if it works, whatever. But I I've, but I do like I'm a proponent absolutely of throwing a picture out there, two pictures, and saying, Hey, which one do you like better? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do you like about them? that kind of thing. Um, uh, And I've seen people do that also with projects, right? Like maybe I'll do a design and I'll say, uh, I've not done it, but I've seen other people do it. Which, uh, which table base do you like better? A or B? We did, we did it on made for profit, right? We said when we were doing our logo design, uh, we did it in the patron group, but we could have just easily done it on the main feed. Uh, Which design do you like better? A or B? Like I, I think that's a legit way because it's a great way to, to ask your audience, pull your audience. Um, and you're not trying to game it. You're just trying to get information. So I think there's, it depends on why you're trying to do it, I guess would be my answer. Like if you really want the information or if you're just trying to hack something so you can get to a top nine or just, you know, try to, you know, pull in new comments with just, uh you know, getting people to engage just to drive the juice on your post. Yeah. For, and
1: so Kind of like a do's and don'ts thing. I, I agree with you. I don't like seeing the spammy style, you know, write out super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in the comments <laughs> to enter to win a deck of cards kind of thing. Um, I, I just think it takes away from the the people who are genuinely putting out quality content. Um, I do like the comparison stuff. Like I said, you get it in a lot of like these um, kitchen and home um accounts excuse me um, and what they'll do is put two different styles against one another to see what they like and so all you're doing is pulling your audience like you said and then giving you uh, I guess in a data in order to post more content towards what that audience wants to see and I think that's actually kind of brilliant um, yeah, I haven't done I do it yet like either I, m- I might try it down the line um, another way that you'll see a lot of people trying to create engagement on posts on Instagram is by requesting tags um, especially essentially, you know, tag three friends in this or tag somebody., um, I watch a lot of the inspiration accounts use that a ton. It's you know, tag someone who needs to read this Muhammad Ali quote or whatever it might be. They get some pretty good feedback from that stuff. Um I think the quote game is something that plays a little different on Instagram, but they'll stimulate conversation that way you know if if you feel like something's powerful that it could affect people request right. your audience tag someone in it who it could help um and and so those are all like little kind of hacks or strategies to to try to stimulate conversation and engagement um we were a little bit broad there for a second but just to give you guys some bites and some some stuff to, to hammer home there um at the back end you know if you want if you want more people talking about your stuff, ask them to talk about your stuff. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> right. It, it's kind of it, as obvious as it seems, it's, a lot of people don't do it. Um, And and yeah, that leads me into my my first takeaway is, you know, be consistent about it, too. It, it's It's going to become something that should be part of your routine when it comes to posting is. Are you creating engaging content? One, two, are you asking people to engage on it? Um, Just get it in your thought process. It'll benefit you and it'll and benefit the algorithm as well. And then also make sure that you are giving back and engaging with the people who are jumping onto your stuff. Um, A lot of us getting, you know, I, I'm, I'll say I'm the number one proponent, not proponent. That's not the word. I'm the number one individual who lets it, l- slide when it comes to comments because i'll typically put comment get out of my truck and then just run into a whirlwind of work but c- engage with those people who are jumping on yourself and be consistent about it they'll like hearing from you i know my audience loves when i respond and i actually have had a few people be grudge like hey we used to talk all the time now i never hear from you i'm like oh i'm so sorry kind of thing so <laughs> be consistent with that too um and like i said gauge your content make sure it's stimulating conversation that's gonna be the second takeaway and then feed it baby Feed it like the Brad Rodriguez, like you are the Arnold Palmer of Instagram. Respond to everything that you possibly can. There is a uh, urban legend, and I think it's true, that Arnold Palmer, before he passed, responded to every single piece of fan mail he's ever gotten in his life um, from the beginning to the end of his career, um, wow. which is which – is, yeah, it, it shows how much of an incredible man that he was, and if you think of that scale of an individual who affected society – least we can do is respond to some comments on a table post <laughs>
0: <laughs> dang yeah you just went there you're like yeah if this man can do this you know while he's drinking a half tea half lemonade then yeah he see, can... see he's a god up here in pittsburgh so like you drive <laughs> oh, okay. where yeah, he's, yeah.
1: you drive where he's from and and there's a whole like town named after him uh, airport roadway all kinds of stuff multiple golf courses. We love our Arnie, Arnie Palm, up here. Yeah, yeah. Arnie. So take, take, <laughs> take, take note from guys like Brad and Arnold Palmer. We'll put you on that tier, <laughs> um, but feed the engagement yes. respond. It's, it's important. It works. Uh, tr- trust us on this one. Um, a lot of you are looking for that next step for your social stuff. We do this. We give that, um, feedback to a lot of our patrons who are in our top tier platforms. When we give them feedback is, no, know, respond. Um, it'll help. We promise we know it does.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I would lead into the homework is, is just make a point of it. And whether it's a day or a week or whatever, like go in, if you're not doing it already, uh, just dedicate to responding to uh, some of that feedback and some of the, um, engagement that you're getting from your audience. And, you know, we understand that you know, this is not a problem for a lot of people, right? They're like, dude, I've got five comments. Like it's, it's cool. I can respond to them all. Uh, it's going to be, so this is more as as you start growing, as your account starts getting bigger, as you start getting 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 followers, that, that it starts becoming, you know, something that becomes, uh, not as easy to do. So, you know, if you're handling it well right now, then just keep at it, keep at it and um, take it to the next level, you know, ask them open ended questions. I really like that, John, the open ended yeah. questions. Uh, don't ask a yes or no, always ask a, an open ended question so that they can expand on it. For sure. So yeah, that is, that's good takeaways, some good homework. Um, I, I like the idea of the engagement and I hope, the, hope you guys got some goodness out of the episode. I know it's more of a We're just kind of casual conversation about it, but trying to hit you with some takeaways in there as well, because uh, this is really what drives your business. This is what really can help you grow. Um, And not everybody engages. But, you know, I think John and I really believe in that because we believe in giving back. We believe in audience uh, engagement and and working with our customers and giving them value. And this is a great place to do it. All right, dude. Let's go over and hit that after show you just talked about. We're going to head into the, the Patreon after show if you want to be a part of that. Uh, and if you want to ask questions, have them answered as well as listen to it. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. There's a link down in the show notes. Uh, and we'd love to have you as part of the tribe. All yeah. right, buddy. Stoked. We're Let's getting deep
1: this. this week. So deep. So deep so on deep. these <laughs>
0: questions. <laughs>
1: Let's do it. All right, man. See you guys later. So Thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.